0: 是 <laughs> This is the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast, week four coming at you hot. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you can stay updated on what we're doing. Week four, we're going to start with power rankings and national top ten. I'm going to say it like I've been saying it every week. Can you find ten teams that you want to put in your top ten? I don't know if you can find ten teams. I, j- I just don't know. It's it's kind of... You know, Arkansas is ranked 10th, and they were losing to Missouri State. I think well into the... Th- th- at least the third quarter, maybe even into the fourth quarter. That's a top 10 team. I mean, NC State struggling. I just... Uh, it's... It's a messy, messy... Uh, proposition right now to figure out your top 10. That because of that, that's why I'm going to start with my power rankings because the power rankings probably a little easier to figure out right now. Power rankings are although I'll be honest, we're going to figure out a lot more after this week cuz this week's going to be really fun. We're going to we're going to talk about week 4 picks in a minute. Just going to do big 10 games this week. But this is a a fun fun slate you know for for a lot of you know there's no ranked matchups but i think there's it's going to tell us a lot about what's really going on in the big 10 so i'm excited about that but let me let me start with power rankings from bottom to top like we typically do i've got nebraska 14 that shouldn't surprise anyone they got the doors blown off by oklahoma which honestly is not it's not that bad compared to you know losing to georgia southern if if I'm honest, but I will say that I think, you know, obviously they're right now the worst team in the Big Ten. And part of that is because the team, one of the teams they lost to, Northwestern, is the 13th best team in the conference. And I mean, they just had a terrible loss to Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois was 0-2. In the FCS, they lost to teams like, I think, Southeast Missouri State. Not even Missouri State, Southeast Missouri State. That's a bad loss. It's a terrible loss for the Wildcats. And all of the things that I said about Pat Fitzgerald, I'm now questioning. Because I'm like, how do you not have the type of team to be able to beat Southern Illinois? It just doesn't make any sense to me. 12, I have Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers dropped because they really struggled with Temple. I mean, they were losing to Temple late in that game. Uh, Kudos for Shiano pulling it out. But Rutgers, I think, has a tough matchup against Iowa this week. 11, I have Illinois. And I have them 11th solely because of their loss to Indiana. Uh, They have a tricky-ish game with Chattanooga. This week, So we'll talk about that in the picks. Number 10 is Indiana. I don't suspect they will stay there. But I've got to respect the fact that they beat Illinois head-to-head. And, I, you know, we'll see. I think they have uh, a prove-it game at Cincinnati this week. Should be fun. You know, they came back and, and beat Western Kentucky. And I'm not sure where Western Kentucky is, but if... They play like they have been over the past several years. That's a decent win for Indiana. Like that's that's not a bad that that's a a decent feather in the cap for Indiana. I have Iowa at nine. They didn't get their offense going. I'm not going to go there. They did score more than seven. Good job, Hawkeyes. You're you're moving up in the world. Twenty-seven, nothing. They beat Nevada. Got Iowa at ninth. I have. I have Wisconsin 8th. I honestly I think I've Wisconsin and Purdue tied. Um I I feel like both of them Wisconsin's played nobody and the one bad team or the one mediocre to bad team that they played they lost to. And Purdue I just think is poorly coached right now. Like there's no no discipline, no ah I I think it's it's they're they're exceedingly mediocre right now. Both both teams. Um, and so I think you can, I have Purdue seventh and Wisconsin eighth. I, I think you could probably put them around the same, same spot at this point, even though Wisconsin has two wins and Purdue has one. Uh, I, I would say Purdue has the better losses, uh, on both, both accounts, losing to Penn State, losing to Syracuse. I don't, I don't think Syracuse is great. I think they'd beat Washington State. Uh, and they went to, that's the other thing. They went to the carrier dome. Wisconsin lost at home. So, Wisconsin, you don't have any excuses. I've got Michigan State at sixth because they got beat down by Washington. Washington might be pretty good. I've got Maryland fifth. The win over SMU should not be overlooked. They they were very sloppy in that game. 15 penalties. I think they had nearly 150 yards of penalty yardage. And they still got the dub. That's not a that's not a bad team. And they, you know, the quarterback Tanner Mordecai is pretty good. Their offense is pretty good. They held them t- to twenty seven. I think I think Maryland. You know, they're they're learning to win even in, in spite of their mistakes. I I think that's going to bite them though this upcoming week. That might be foreshadowing. Um, uh, to my pick uh, of the Maryland Michigan game. Minnesota at four because, because, like, I, again, Minnesota hasn't played anybody. They, they beat maybe the worst Power 5 team in Colorado last week. I mean, they drubbed them. And Ibrahim is maybe the, is it's, I think, the best running back in the conference right now. He is, he's a stud, okay? Like, I said it in the beginning of the season, preseason All-Big Ten, Mo Ibrahim. Like, everyone wanted to put Travion and Braylon Allen. Put some respect on his name, Mo Ibrahim, stud. But we don't know anything about Minnesota because they've played nobody. Um, Penn State at three, easily. At the top three, it's, there's a clear separation between the top three and the rest of the conference. Uh, it, it's, it's easy. Easy right now. Penn State's three, and I, I was actually very tempted to put them at two. Listen, I know Auburn is not good. But to go into SEC country and to push Auburn around in their home in their own home stadium, it's not the score. Like listen, winning by 30 is not the reason why Penn State Penn State has my attention. They have my attention because of the way they did it. They were they leaned on the the defensive line. They opened holes for the running backs. The running backs are really good. Nick Singleton, Cajun Allen, those guys... You know, Kayvon Lee... If Kayvon Lee's your third best running back in that room, which he might be, the future's bright. Their receivers are really good. The tight end's really good. Clifford, when he's healthy and he's on, is a good quarterback. He... You know, he will get uh, – he'll be inconsistent. That's just part of what it means to have Sean Clifford as your quarterback. But I'll tell you, I, I was convinced that Penn State would lose to Michigan and Ohio State. I'm not sure that's – I'm not sure they lose – I I think they win at least one of those games. Now, maybe they win both of them. I That might be biting off more than they can chew, but – as an Ohio State fan, the game at Happy Valley has become a lot more intriguing to me than I thought three weeks ago. So that it's a three for Penn State, barely, because I think they could swap places with Michigan, which brings me to Michigan at two. And again, they've looked dominant. They better have because they've played nobody. UConn is awful. Colorado State is awful. Vanderbilt is awful, so I am so thankful that they will actually play somebody this week besides, you know, the Little Sisters of the Poor or whoever, right? Like, Michigan's going to play Maryland. I think we're going to get a good read of how good Michigan is. Um, I do think they'll beat Maryland, uh, though I think Maryland's going to give them a a, a fairly stiff test. You know, good quarterback, good receivers— yeah, you know, the lines are are a little bit better. The defense is okay. It's not great, but it's good. Uh, I I think I think we're gonna see what Michigan's really made of. We're gonna start to see what they're made of, and then I think Ohio State is is number one. They've they have shown us that they can win in in multiple different ways, and I know the Notre Dame win has lost luster. They looked a little clunky in week two. Listen, I'm not sure there's a more dynamic quarterback on their schedule than Daquan Finn. And I thought they played him. You know, Daquan Finn made some plays for Toledo. But they, I think they did a good job overall of, of stopping that defense. They, they let up a couple of big plays. Concerned about the cornerback room at Ohio State. But if Ohio State's offense can do that every week, that's a problem for everybody and JSN is working back to to full health. Marvin Harrison and Emeka Egbuka are studs. The offensive line is just blowing people off the ball. Ohio State's Ohio State's a monster and Toledo is not you know, they're a Mac team. They could be an 8 or 9 win Mac team this year. Like they're they're pretty decent in terms of their line, in terms of uh that there's a Toledo writer that actually mentioned that he thought that Toledo's defensive line might be the, f- the fifth or sixth best defensive line in the Big Ten. Which, that's nothing to sneeze at. So, I don't know if I would go that far, but it gives you a sense. Toledo's not, like, we're not talking about, uh, you know, bupkis. We're talking about a decent team. So, let me give you my national top ten. Uh, ten, I, I just wanted to put question marks, if I'm honest. Uh, but Tennessee... I've got it ten. Uh, I can't. I can't put Arkansas there. I had thought about putting Oklahoma State there, but just thinking about their body of work, I was just like, uh, no. So I put Tennessee. They they do have a win over Pitt. That's a decent win. Uh, USC at nine. They took care of business against Fresno State. You know, I was still concerned about the defense, but right now. I think USC and Utah, US, USC, Utah, and Oregon are, are the three teams of the Pac-12, and Utah and Oregon have losses. So I've got USC at nine, Kentucky at eight. I know Florida looks a little sus uh, right now, but I I still think you got to respect the win over Florida with with the quarterback there. Kentucky uh, I think has a pretty tough. Are they playing? Tennessee? No, Tennessee is playing Florida this week. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, Kentucky's going to get tested uh, here in the next few weeks. Obviously, Georgia, you know, playing Georgia, playing Tennessee. Um, I've got Clemson seventh. They, they have a big game against Wake Forest. I think they win, but just nothing about Clemson's offense screams competent right now to me. Like they're they're struggling ish with like struggling as a power team struggles like they're they're just clunky they're not beating up on people and everyone else in my top ten is beat up on people and like beat up on you know mediocre to decent teams but you know Clemson's not doing that really well you know if you say Georgia well Georgia Tech listen Georgia Tech was in that game till the, th- the end of the third quarter Georgia Tech's terrible. All right, so Clemson, I've got it seven. I'm Oklahoma six. You know, they crushed a bad Nebraska team. So good for Oklahoma. They crushed them. Good job. I think Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt laid it on a little thick about their physicality. You know, I have not seen a Oklahoma team this physical in a long, long time. Okay, come on, guys. Like, it's like Northwestern was physical with... Nebraska, okay. Like, so what? I mean, it. it I you know. So I, I'm not putting a ton of stock into that win right now for Oklahoma. They're come. They're they're coming off a fired coach, and they just fired their defensive coordinator. Like, it's not an impressive win for Oklahoma. Okay, sorry to the Nebraska fans, but like I'm just being I'm just being real. Five, I have Penn State. Listen, Penn State is. I'm not sure anybody in the top 10 has accomplished as much as Penn State outside of Georgia. Like Penn State beat Purdue on the road, which is a tough environment. Penn State at night, first game on the road. I know Penn State's not or Purdue's not great, but they did that. And then they went on the road, beat, I think, a not very good Auburn team, but like they crushed them they beat the stuffing out of them and they did it in a way that showed me that was that's reproducible the running backs went off the offensive line got pushed the wide receivers got open uh, clifford was in command he got protection from his offensive line right now they look like a great football team so i got them at 5 i got michigan at 4 again i was tempted to swap penn state and michigan solely based on the fact that michigan hasn't played anybody but I think Michigan has looked great. And I think with J.J. McCarthy, they're going to be great. Alabama at three. They were a little clunky against uh, UL Monroe. A little clunky. I mean, they still won by like a bajillion points. But I have concerns about their offense. Not their defense, but I have concerns about their offense. I've got Ohio State at two. I thought their offense was, it, I mean, it, if that offense shows up every week, that's an offense that can compete with Georgia. And number one is Georgia because <laughs> because uh, they are the best team in the country. And I'm not sure anybody's close right now. Uh, Joel Klatt made a really good point. He said that Georgia is playing with confidence right now. And I would agree with that. I think they're playing very confidently. I think their, their line play is really, really good. Their defense is playing well. They're putting Stetson Bennett in an offense that he can operate just to his strengths. I think if Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State or Oklahoma, if they want to catch Georgia, they've got to be more sound on at least at least in one other aspect. Same thing with Bama. Alabama's got to get a downfield passing game. Ohio State's got to get more dominant on defense. M- Michigan, I think we need just need to see more. Um, I, I think, if I'm honest, I think Penn State with Clifford could be a version of Georgia, not as good. People are going to misquote me on that and be like, oh, I can't believe you compare Penn State to Georgia. But, like, if Clifford can play within himself and use his playmakers, like, but I, I don't think Penn State could beat Georgia. I, I think they're too limited in their personnel, as good as they played against Auburn. But Oklahoma, I think that, you know, if they shore some things up. But all those teams that I just mentioned, they all have at least maybe a minor deficiency that Georgia would exploit. Georgia's just complete right now. They're a complete football team. So they're my number one team, number one by a mile. And that's, that's it for my National Top Ten. We're going to get to picks right after this break. We are back on the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. Week 4 picks. If you're listening on Thursday, then good news. You have a football game to watch tonight. Chattanooga at Illinois, 8.30 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. There is no line as of yet, although that can change. Um, Chattanooga's not a bad FCS team. Certainly not like Southern Illinois, who was 0-2 before they decided to beat the Wildcats. But they're not bad. They're 3-0, and they've, they've, I think, won pretty handily. They have a decent quarterback. Preston Hutchinson is their quarterback. Uh, I think he's averaging about 250 yards a game. So passing attack is good, at least for the FCS level. Illinois is not... I think they've improved, but I don't think they've improved to the point where they're not immune from, like, an upset alert here. Chattanooga's got a little juice. They're 3-0. and I do think Illinois pulls away in this game. I think Chase Brown's going to be too much for them. I really like Chase Brown. I really, really like him. He's really good. Uh, I think they win by a couple touchdowns. Illinois 38, Chattanooga 24. Central Michigan at number 14, Penn State. This is now switching to Saturday, 12 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. Penn State is a 28-point favorite. Will Penn State cover? 28 seems like a big number. Central Michigan, they have one win. It's against Bucknell, which I just so happen to live next to. Bucknell was in the very first Orange Bowl in 1938, I think. They have not been very good since. Really have not been very good since. And I say that as someone who wants Bucknell to be good because then I'd have a football team right by me that I could go and watch play really good football. Um, Bucknell put up a fight against Central Michigan in the first half. That should give you an idea of how good Central Michigan is. Not very. Penn State's going to look a little sleepy, I think, after a big win uh, going down to Jordan-Hare. I still think they'll get it together midway through the second quarter, early third. Penn State's going to be up enough where Drew Drew Allar is going to get a long look from the fans. And I think Penn State's going to win by 35. I got Penn State 48, Central Michigan 13. Maryland at number four, Michigan, 12 p.m. on Fox. The big noon kickoff with Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt on the call, the best broadcast team in the nation. Michigan's a 16.5-point favorite. Like I said previously, we don't really know much about Michigan. We know that the quarterback has a lot of talent, J.J. McCarthy. We know that the running backs are really good, Donovan Edwards, Blake Corum. We know that the offensive line is probably pretty good. We know that the receivers are pretty good. Here's what we really don't know much about. We don't know much about how the offense is going to do when they're challenged against a defense that can actually maybe put some resistance on them and we really, really don't know what to make of their defense in the wake of losing Aiden Hutchinson, David Ajabo, Josh Ross, Dax Hill. All four of those players were key playmakers, right? And one of their starting defensive backs, Sanders still he came over from offense to help fill the hole of Dax Hill. Dax Hill was, I think a first round pick, maybe borderline second round pick But he was a high draft pick, really good in that back end. I'm very curious to see how Michigan does against this explosive Maryland attack. Uh, I know that uh, Demas has not looked right. I think they're working him back slowly, Dante Demas. But they still have Rakeem Jarrett. Uh, There's another receiver that's been getting a lot of run. I'm forgetting, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, and I'm also blanking on their running back, but he their running back has been really, really solid. Uh, Talia Tungavailoa is going to be the best quarterback they face, maybe until CJ Stroud. Like he's he's really good. Uh, I think if he avoids the the, the turnover bug, he could really, re- really cause some damage to Penn State or to Michigan. I'm sorry, to Michigan. So I. I do think Michigan pulls away in this. I think Michigan's got too much on the lines, and they'll start wearing them down. I think this will be a, a slow-going game, a run-heavy game. I don't think Maryland's going to be able to get everything offensively, but I think they'll get some. I, I think it'll be close going into the fourth quarter. Michigan pulls away. I've got them winning 31-20. to 20. Um, Mi- Minnesota at Michigan State, 3.30 p.m. kick on the Big Ten Network. Minnesota is a three-point favorite. And again, it's hard to know what to make of Minnesota because they've beaten three really bad teams. Michigan State, on the other hand, just got blown off the field against Washington in a game that was not nearly as close as the score indicated. I think it was 39-28 to was the final on that. They did have to travel to Washington, so they come back home. I just, man... I thought Washington out-physicaled the Spartans, and I just don't know how they're, like, I think Minnesota's offensive line is pretty good. Like, they have one of the, I think their center is really, really talented. Obviously, I'm a big Mo Ibrahim guy. I think Trey Potts is a really good secondary running back. I think they run their way to victory in this, and they run and then play action pass with Chris Ottman bell at, at receiver and Dylan Wright, Daniel Jackson. It's, it's an underrated group of receivers uh, and, and Spanford, the tight end. Uh, I like Minnesota, 27 to 23. I think they get it done. I think they get the win. They start 4-0 and remain the only undefeated team in the West uh, for the Big Ten West. Indiana at Cincinnati, 3.30 p.m. on ESPN2. Cincinnati is a 16.5 point favorite. I think this is a really, really hard game to predict because Indiana, like no one expects much of Indiana. I've already picked two losses for Indiana and have been wrong on both of them. Uh, I, I thought they'd lose to Western Kentucky, didn't lose to Western Kentucky, thought they'd lose to Illinois, didn't lose there. They struggled against Idaho. Idaho's not very good, but they keep winning and I would argue they keep beating teams that are maybe more talented than them. Cincinnati's a weird team because I don't think they're that good. I mean, they lost all of their NFL pieces last year. Their secondary is, you know, it's not as good. You know, you don't lose sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant and get better. You know they lost Desmond Ritter in the draft. They lost uh, Alex Pierce. You know so they lost a lot of pieces. Ben Bryant has been okay. He's thrown for a lot of yards, but I'm just not sure that he's great. I, can Connor Basilac and Sean Shivers can they exploit Cincinnati's defense to the point where they're able to kind of keep them on their heels? I think they can a little bit. Like they've they've got a little a little something. Uh, Bayes has been a lot better than I expected I just I think Cincinnati's probably got a little too much on the lines for for Indiana to handle uh, Indiana can win this game I think Cincinnati is probably not the type of team that can mess around with Indiana because I, I don't think they have as much explosiveness on the outside and I think if Indiana keeps this you know a, a running game, you know running game, ball control, and they are the ones getting the big plays. I think Indiana can beat Cincinnati. I just think Cincinnati's got a li- a little more than the Hoosiers, and it's at home. So I, I got, I've got Cincinnati up by a touchdown, thirty-one to twenty-four. Iowa at Rutgers. Gavin Wimsat is a game time decision. So is Noah Vedral. So uh, the other quarterback, Simon. Is, is most likely going to be the starter, and he's probably going to go most of the way, if not the whole way. Um, I really want to pick Rutgers. I really want to pick Rutgers in this game. But everything about this game screams Iowa blowout because Rutgers has some some struggles at the quarterback spot and their offense struggles. And what does Iowa do well? Score points off of turnovers. I don't think Rutgers is going to be able to stay with Iowa. Not because of Iowa's offense, because they can't score. But I think Rutgers is, you know, I I would not be surprised in the first half if it's like six to three. And going into half, Rutgers is trying to score and they throw a pick six and then they start to unravel a bit. And then Iowa gets another defensive score and another defensive score or, you know, gets it at the 5-yard line and then they 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 score from the the 5-yard line. I just think and even if Gavin Wimsatt plays, I think you're talking about a young quarterback. You're talking about young quarterbacks who are going to be confused by a ferocious defense. And so I the 34 for Iowa that I'm I'm picking here is not Offensive points, totally. I I think it's going to be a lot of defensive scoring. I think Iowa wins in a blowout fashion. It's thirty-four to ten. It's nothing against Rutgers. I just think it's a bad matchup for them. uh Miami of Ohio at Northwestern. That's a seven thirty kick. I believe it's on FS1. I did not write down the the channel it's on. Um, nor did I write down the line. That's, I think it's minus seven is the, uh, Northwestern line. Um, I honestly don't know if Northwestern wins this game. Like Miami of Ohio, I don't don't think they're very good, but I don't know if that matters right now. Like, Halinski has not been great. Northwestern's defense has not been great. Like they have been, uh lit up by lesser passers, I think. And, you know, Miami hasn't been super competitive. Like, they, they blew out Robert Morris because they're Robert Morris. But I, I just don't think Northwestern knows what they're doing right now. Like, full stop. I, I think their they're, they're talent, they don't have a lot of talent. I think Pat Fitzgerald is struggling to know how to get wins, and productive drives right now for the Wildcats. So I I there's a part of me that wants to pick Miami in this game, but I, I still Northwestern has Peter Skaronsky and they have Evan Hall. And I think I think they can probably run to victory. I, I was just realizing Miami of Ohio, their passing game is terrible. And so I don't think Miami of Ohio I think I said earlier, the passing attack. That I was thinking of a different team. Miami of Ohio's passing attack is brutally bad. And so I think that was how Southern Illinois was able to upset Northwestern. They actually were able to get downfield. I don't think Miami of Ohio has that capability. So I I think Northwestern gets it done. I think it's a better matchup for them. But I'm, I'm really, really skeptical. Like, I'm really skeptical. I I have Northwestern 24, Miami 10. Mostly because I'm not sure Miami can score, but I wouldn't be surprised if they found a way. Uh, Florida Atlantic at Purdue, seven thirty p.m. kick on the Big Ten Network. Purdue is a twenty point favorite. They got a bad taste in their mouth. I, I think they beat an overmatched opponent pretty pretty easily. Um, Florida Atlantic has has a little juice, but I think Purdue, you know, with their receivers, with their you know Payne-Durham was great last, last week in defeat. I think Purdue wins 38-13. to And then the big uh, evening game, big primetime game on ABC. Should have been a top 25 matchup, but Wisconsin decided to lose to a lesser opponent. Thanks, Wisconsin. Uh, it is unranked Wisconsin at number three, Ohio State. 7.30 p.m. kick on ABC. Ohio State is an 18.5 point favorite. I think this is going to be a rough game for Wisconsin. I, I I could see this game going one of two ways. I think Wisconsin, similarly to Notre Dame, they do have stronger line play and I think they could push Ohio State's lines a little bit in this game. Their lines are young, but they're physical. I think the the downside, I think Graham Mertz has the best arm out of any quarterback so far that Ohio State's faced. I think Braylon Allen is certainly the best running back that they've faced. Graham Mertz is not as mobile as Daquan Finn. Ohio State almost made Daquan Finn's life miserable, but Daquan Finn is really, really athletic. Graham Mertz is not that athletic, and I, I would not be surprised if the defense gets a number of sacks in this game. And I I think if Wisconsin is able to control the clock, if they're able to run the ball with Braylon Allen, short passing game, you know, the stuff that Wisconsin is known for, I think this could be a lower scoring game, kind of like Notre Dame. Like I think it could be like a 27 or a 34 to 20 tight game where I, I do think Ohio State pulls away. I think what's more likely is early in this game Ohio State gets, you know, maybe Wisconsin scores in the first drive, but then they they get a couple stops, Ohio State gets up a couple touchdowns and then it's off to the races because the reality is Wisconsin can't throw to keep up with Ohio State. That's a recipe for the for disaster. So I I'm being conservative and I know Wisconsin fans, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to say your team is terrible. I just think you're, it's a bad matchup for Ohio, for Wisconsin. Like, it's a, it's a really bad matchup for Wisconsin right now with the way that Ohio State's playing. I've got Ohio State winning 42-13. to 13. I think it could get a lot uglier. I think it could get a lot, lot uglier. But I'm going to say 42-13. to I think there's a pathway for Wisconsin to keep this close. I just I don't think it's likely. So those are my picks. Let me know what you guys think. Send me an email. Look me up on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Big Ten Football Talk. This has been the Big Big, big Ten Football Talk. Guys, I can talk. I promise. I really, I really can talk. This has been the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. Signing off. Take care. God bless.